Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Hey, Ken, did you know that gold is the only currency that's held its value since the dawn of money? Well, I did. Thanks to our friends at Legacy Precious Metals, the most trusted name in gold investing. Investing in gold protects you against inflation and gives you a hedge against stock market volatility. Don't leave your retirement to chance. Call Legacy Precious Metals today at 866-691-2173. Or download your free investor's guide now at buylegacygold.com. That's buylegacygold.com. This week at Safeway, enjoy big savings with the BOGO sale, where select items throughout the store are buy one, get one free. With this week's BOGO sale, get select meats like Signature Farms 90% lean ground beef or boneless, skinless chicken breasts or thighs, buy one, get one free. Plus, select fresh produce items like one-pound containers of sweet strawberries or containers of blueberries or buy one, get one free. Safeway, come in and explore and see what other deals you can find. And uh, we do have a voter guide. We've been adding to it as the days go by. Uh, John noticed yesterday we were missing a good replacement for uh, the worst politician we've ever encountered on the show, City Councilman Mike Bonin. She'll be on with us next hour. It's Tracy Park. This is the 11th Council District in the City of Los Angeles. So we'll talk to her. She's on our voter guide, and uh, we'll see what she can do if she uh, wins that election. Uh, We've had John Alley on frequently. Um, He's... From Santa Monica. He's a landlord businessman and he's been an activist to try to clean up the downtown region, the promenade area, which uh, I don't know when the last time we went to Santa Monica, but promenade downtown area has really gone to hell. Uh, they've, they've let the homeless run rampant. Uh, the parking garages are stink like poop. Oh. Um, I was in one recently and yeah. uh, I. Uh, I wouldn't take the stairway because it smelled so bad of poop and I didn't know what I was going to find. So I walked out of the garage by going round and round down the ramps. Oh, because I heard the elevators are kind of 
Oh, I'm I not, see too. I'm not going in an elevator. I do not <laughs> do not want to even people pooping cooking meth in there. Yeah, and you know they had their their riots that uh, that the uh, city officials wouldn't stop. They had the looting in, of the stores and the fires, which drove a lot of businesses out. And now you've got a lot of crime running around, and a lot of stores uh, are boarded up or gone. Uh, because of the riots and the fires that ran unchecked or because of all the uh, crime and the homeless people. And, uh, of course, they have ve- they had very severe shutdowns. One of the most shutdown cities that I've ever encountered has been Santa Monica. The regulation- Since half the promenade storefronts are shuttered. Yeah. Yeah. It's- wow. I mean, that's the big shopping and tourist God, and area, that, that, that Second Street Promenade. That was such a, a cool, beautiful place. Uh, one of the first places we went to when we moved out here. And we thought, wow, this is a lot of fun to go to on weekend nights. And uh, it's it's a hellhole now. And and the Santa Monica officials let it happen and nobody's stopping them. John Alley sometimes seems like a one-man band. So we're going to get him on because there's at least one councilman starting to make some squawks. About yeah, changing and, policies. And, and, and what Phil Brock said, here's a quote. I'm tired of hearing from John Alley, but I'm more tired that we're not doing what we should be doing. Uh, let's get John Alley on. Hi, John and Ken. Hey, um, how are you, John? Welcome. Really admire what you're doing and your persistence. Uh, there's very few people who have the stamina that you have to try to fix things. Thanks. Well, since we last spoke, the uh, homeless crisis has turned into a day and night wave of crime in downtown um, it's now being overrun the city by violent addicts and mentally ill from all over the city and country. There's a few adults stepping up now that really believe that these people need to be removed and placed in mental facilities. Uh, we've got a mayor and we've got some on city council that think we can build our way out of the problem with a nice apartment that costs us about 800000 per person <laughs> before it's destroyed and with the quality of life for all of us. But we really need some proactive uh, policing. Um, Reed Park, where I spent my teen years riding my bike and playing tennis, is now overrun most days by groups spread wide wide open, 8 o'clock in the morning, 12 noon, with their bongs, stolen bike chop shops, smoking, dealing crack. And this is where the city staff wants to meet people on their turf, they say, and on-site intervention, and uh, distribute free needles and syringes. This is not the approach that more and more of us want to continue with. Oh, my God, have you seen what happened in San Francisco with that method? They ended up with tens of thousands of drug addicts and mental patients showing up to get their their drug injections. And and I think they only helped at 1.17, only 17 out of the tens of thousands. Well, the kids don't go to the parks unless they're with their parents. Um, colleagues and I spent about several nights and mornings in the parks, almost 28, on the streets and in the dumpster rooms and the garages. We interviewed about 63 homeless people over a four-week period, and that was before they go there to charge their phones, light up, get high, or try to come down. But we were told that we saw for ourselves that two nights' worth of fentanyl, meth, crack, can be bought in downtown or in the parks for only 2 to $10, as much as one wants, within 10 minutes. So for, for most people, you think of the pier and the promenade as attractions. Right now, for the, un, for the people that we don't want coming into Santa Monica, it's actually an attractive place to come because the cost of 
fentanyl, meth, strong weed, even heroin, is cheaper and less expensive in Santa Monica than anywhere else in Southern California. That's the tourist attraction we don't want. Do you know why that is? I don't. Well, why, is it, question. why is it even cheaper there? We don't know, but we know that there's a demand because within 10 minutes of a phone call or an app, uh, it's delivered. And there's a middleman. And these poor people that stay overnight in the parks and the garages, um, they have to pay 100 bucks a night. Uh, excuse me, 100 bucks a month to gangs for protection or else when they come down and go to sleep, everything they have is stolen. Their wallet, their phone, any few bucks that they have on their pocket. So it's a big problem. So the gangs uh, now act as landlords in the public parks and garages and charge rent to the homeless who try to live there? We saw it in the garages. We saw it in Reed Park. We saw it in Douglas Park. And we saw it right outside the uh, 26th and Cloverfield, the People Concern, which is the largest social services group that Santa Monica funds to help the ha- homeless. But when you drive by there, uh, John and Ken, there are more tents on the sidewalk, and at night there are more people on the sidewalk than there are inside. It's just a crime, and nobody from the city has wanted to investigate that because I think the people in the city want to pat themselves on the back and say, hey, we've contributed what we need to from our budget. Um, Let's move on. But it's not working. We're not going to spend our way out of this, and we're not going to build enough housing to solve this problem, or else we'll still have the same problem, we think, in 20 to 30 years. They're comfortable with all this, huh? I mean, they must know what it's done to the promenade, and and that that hurts the the tax revenue. You have all these businesses who are not paying tax revenue anymore, sales tax, property tax. I mean, that's got to impact. It's really sad. In addition to bus drivers and city maintenance workers right near the promenade getting whacked and hit over the head, um, we're getting an average of three smashed storefronts a month. This has been going on for 14 months. Uh, But now we're getting just six per week, walk in and grab, walk out again robberies. And uh, our former city attorney and our current city manager were touting uh, the new program that they have that uh, diverts people to programs rather than arrests them. (laughs) And it's not working. We've seen what happened with Prop 47. We've seen what happened with our DA. It's it's all in the same boat. Um, Most are, they come back. We've seen our hotels. We've talked to every hotel manager, booking manager on Ocean Avenue. 65% of the people staying two to five days are canceling after they've been there for one or two days just because they don't like what they see, what they smell, and they don't like the homeless. It's very, very intimidating. All right, John, can you hang the drug on? Drug use is out in the open. It's it's out in the open. These right, people John. fall asleep with the, the weed right in front of them. All right, hang on. We're talking to John Alley. He has described it. Well, he's a businessman, a landlord, and an activist in Santa Monica who's been on this case for quite a while. We've had him on the show a number of times trying to clean up the homeless crime problem in that city, particularly as it pervades the area of the promenade, the parking garages around it, 
Um, every time we bring him on, he says he's had more meetings. He's getting more and more people involved. But the government there, we'll talk about this one city councilman, Phil Brock, who was on our show and seems to be trying to spearhead some sort of change to this problem when we come back. John and Ken, KFI. What do you do when a government is made up of entirely of uh, lunatic, crazy people? You end up with Santa Monica. I mean, you end up with, uh, they've they ruined the downtown promenade. Half the businesses are gone. Um, there's homeless people everywhere, drug addicts everywhere, all kinds of crime and insanity. Uh, they've taken over the uh, parks, the public garages. The gangs now seem to run some of those places and charge rent to the the homeless. Uh, it's out of control. Police is police are non-existent. They're not allowed to do anything. And the idiots that run the government are, are keep saying that they're going to build $800,000 homes for all these uh, mental patient, drug addicted derelicts. John Alley, he is a businessman, landlord. He's been an activist trying to get Santa Monica back to the way it used to be. And yeah. it used to be beautiful. Um, it's really sad. I was just sad listening to John talk. Uh, and we're going to talk back with him some more now. Oh, yeah, let's get him. Uh-oh. That doesn't sound promising. That's the wrong line, or is he gone? No, that's that's something I did um, because we have a new system, and I didn't adapt. So just call him up again. <laughs> I didn't adapt. Oh, I thought we were, I mean, the method is to have the person running the board to put the calls on. I, I know, but I'm just used to clicking it to get them on. It's, yeah, well, anyway, uh, it, when he holds these meetings and he had Sheriff Weva come to one of them, he gets a lot of people to show up in person. He gets a lot of people to watch online. He doesn't get too many people from the Santa Monica City government on. One city councilman, Phil Brock, who was on our show, is apparently paying some attention to this and wants to do something about this. That's what I wanted to talk to John Alley about next to see if there's... Uh, You know what I was thinking of? Uh, Is he back? Yeah. Do you remember years ago there was a problem in Santa Monica with the homeless and they were feeding them Mm -hmm. in that park? Yeah. uh, Right there, uh, Palisades Park, I think it was called. Right, the one on the cliff. And it looked like you and I thought this is going to go off the edge. But it turned around. Eventually, they kind of woke up and shut that down. Mm -hmm. And they seemed to get a handle on the homeless problem in the city this is going back 20 years I, I know it's a new generation of 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 these these woke people are not like the old liberals of uh, the 1990s this is a whole new breed really it's just they're just nuts uh all right john sorry about that talk to us about uh the meetings you're having phil brock one of the councilmen he seems the only one open to restoring santa monica council members brock and oscar de la torre are the only two Council people that have actually walked the promenade, um, talked to some of the tenants. Oscar picked up the phone one morning and said, John, let's walk the garages. I want to see where these dumpsters rooms are. I want to find out what's going on. So we spent a good morning, and uh, the people appreciated that. Um, But the mayor and the city staff are on a different planet altogether. They've lost $6 million that they spent last year. So... What do you mean they they lost $6 million? They can't account for how they spent $6 million on homeless and homeless services. (laughs) So the mayor appointed three people on the city council. The three people on the city council couldn't get anything from staff. So the mayor decided to hire the accounting firm of Moss Adams. For months, they've been working on this. And last night, they came back in an audit subcommittee meeting and said they won't have anything until December uh, which is it's really a shame. That's yeah. crazy. They don't have a metric for success, and when they do have the report, 
the reports going to staff and to the city council for edit and review. So I'm not real hopeful about reading much truth in that document. Six million dollars. This is money that was what sent to uh, homeless nonprofits, or we don't know. We don't know. We just don't know. It's it's not adequately explained. Uh, we even we got really incensed listening to the mayor in a speech gloat that the number of homeless had decreased to 900. This year, apparently, it's 806. And I went on that city uh, count, but I knew it wasn't true. So I hired a Century City-based audit and accounting firm to help us, and we did our own homeless count. We pulled together uh, 15 other civic-minded people. We did our own boots-on-the-ground count two nights, cold morning and from midnight to 6 a.m. last November. It was 46 degrees, and the same this January. 56 degrees. We hit the streets, every park, almost 20, I think 28 parks, alleyways, garages. We counted 2,300 homeless, almost oh. two and a half times the number we were being told. Wow. <laughs> well, you talk about right the, there. the big lie. And this mayor, we haven't said her name yet, we should. Sue Himmelrich is the woman you're talking about. And she actually stood up and claimed it was 806, and you found 2,300. And the counts on both nights varied by less than 10%. Yeah, so that she, tells you there's a consistency to what you got, right? Right. So you did, you did the same count twice, in other words, a month yeah, apart. a month apart, right. Yes. Uh, two, weeks ago, two weeks ago, the city hosted one of Joe Biden's cabinet secretaries in Palisades Park, where both of you were talking about the feeding that was going on a couple of years ago. Um, they were showing off the renewable energy on the pier, and it's, it's impressive. But the city swept all the homeless away in tents and cardboard boxes. And the homeless moved three blocks east. Guess where? The garages, promenade, downtown. Unfortunately, just for a great camera shot, the city, a city maintenance worker was attacked from behind, from a vagrant sitting on the sidewalk. Even the, the mayor, when she visits, she, we, we've been begging her to walk the parks with us. She doesn't want to. No. She walked the parks last Saturday or Sunday, but she'll only do it if she has an entourage because she doesn't feel safe, and most people don't. I can't blame her. <laughs> yeah, that figures. What a hypocrite. She doesn't feel safe. I'm just astonished by the stories you're telling this half it's, hour. It's amazing. And I'm and really sad are... about it because it was uh, a favorite place to go to. This morning I, I came to my building to let the cleaning crew in, and I couldn't get in. I called at 4.30. By the way, when you call between 11.30 and 7, there's no law enforcement service except for 911. Um, they've turned it over to a company, Kentucky, a Louisville, Kentucky firm called Block by Block. It's ambassadors. ambassadors. Uh, they can't do much. They call the police. But basically we have no coverage between 11.30 and 7 or 8 a.m. in the morning. And it took a police officer and 45 minutes to come. He asked the person to move. He said hello to four people who were doing crack and homeless in front of uh, the Dodger pop-up store and Adidas. The homeless person in front of my building promised to move, packed up his clothes. I waited for him a distance away. The officer left, 
and the guy wouldn't let me in my store. So I had to let my crew go. I can, could not get in. And I called back the police, and uh, I waited another hour, and nobody came. But we're not set up. That's why about three weeks ago we had a very – I personally called the sheriff. I don't really know him well. And he, he returned the call quickly, and he said, I'm here to help. I said, we just would like a dialogue. Here's what's going on. How can you help us? And he came and spoke to a large group at the women's club right in the heart of downtown, right in the heart of enemy territory. And it, it was well received. And Santa Monica is, you know, it's very leftist, not progressive, but leftist. But people walked away really understanding what his host team does. He praised the police department. He actually trains some of the inline recruits, and he provides mental health people to the city. The city will never admit that, but he does, um, even with the budget cuts. But he offered, he said, look, we've got to support your chief, but it's more of an issue of your city council and mayor supporting your chief. If the chief is defunded, which he is, We've got 170 officers. We need 220. Council member Brock said we need 250. Then he said 300, and the crowd erupted in, in joy. Um, then the council is going to have to step up and allocate that money. All right. The money's John, there. We, it's just allocating it. We just have to go, but uh, it's always a pleasure to talk to you, even though it's a difficult topic. We appreciate all you're trying to do to bring Santa Monica back to sanity. Thank you for coming on Thanks. again. All right. My it's pleasure. John Alley. Businessman activist in Santa Monica about the homeless crime problem there. More coming up. John and Ken. Oh, how about that? The U.S. government announced today they've reopened the embassy in Kiev in Ukraine. Reopened it. After three months. That's a hopeful sign that uh, Ukraine is hanging in there. I don't know if I'd go and return to my job at the U.S. embassy in Kiev, but uh, <laughs> there's that. Uh, we were just talking to John Alley, and when we talked to John Alley, he's a landlord and an activist, and uh, he's out in Santa Monica fighting the good fight over the homeless crime problem. We had mentioned the drug use, and you had mentioned, John, up in San Francisco. It's the Tenderloin District mm-hmm. where there's open drug use. The star columnist, really the newest at the El Segundo Times is a woman that really just tops herself every time, Anita Chabria. And she has done a long story about Vancouver, Canada. Vancouver's safe drug use sites are rinsing to sea, but California should open them anyway. It's accompanied by a large picture of a guy lying on his back on the sidewalk being treated for an overdose. You know, I, I saw that headline in that photo today. It was the first thing I saw when I started my day. And I laughed out loud, and I just thought, my God, they really have just gone insane. You look at that headline. It says it's wrenching to see, and you see the photo, and it is wrenching to see the guy lying on the ground, whacked out on drugs. But we should open them anyway. We need more of this. And after reading this, I don't know how you'd be convinced of that. I mean, the people she talks to and the problems that they have, and they're lined up at this clinic. When it opens in the morning, ready for their injections. The argument is that this is safe and they won't die in the streets in the gutter alone. They're, That's pretty they're much dying it. anyway. There's 2,000 people that died last year of, of, of drug overdoses here in Los Angeles. There's, there's 100,000 that died in America last year. 
So the idea that they're not dying because they have these open air drug markets is false. As long as you keep the addiction going to these kinds of hard drugs, they're going to die. It's just the date that's in question. But they don't well, live long. Their life expectancy is 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 very short. I, this is not disputable. The argument here is they're calling it harm reduction. Well, we heard that with COVID, didn't we? But, but, uh, but it see, aims that, to prevent drug users from being stigmatized or jailed. It focuses on removing physical and emotional obstacles to treating their addictions. Read Michael Schellenberger's book. Okay, harm reduction is one of those trendy nonsense woke terms that it, that 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 is total garbage. A well, total in fact, falsehood. He's on Twitter today about this very article and I'll read you what he wrote. Michael Schellenberger by the way is our choice for governor of California. Millions of people recover from addiction every year. To deny the reality of recovery and promote addiction maintenance, that's what he calls it, mm-hmm. is grotesque and dehumanizing. When I become governor, we'll make recovery, not addiction maintenance, the goal. He also, one quote in the article is this from Anita Chabria, which was retweeted by this Erica D. Smith, another El Segundo they're, Times they're, they're, they're lunatics. For many people, a drug-free life isn't a realistic or necessary goal, and demanding it is a one-way ticket to failure for both people and policy. Meaning... They're never going to get off the drugs. So put them in a place where they can do it safely well, and prevent you, perhaps but, an overdose. But to Schellenberger's point, what do you say about all the people who do? And so you want them to die in the street? And on top of that, we have to watch them? Yeah, you're you, giving up. He calls you, it palliative care. That's a good term. But you take beautiful places and you turn them into death camps. Like the Tenderloin District is a slow-motion death camp. Skid Row is a death camp. What, what this this crackpot Anita Chabria writes about in Vancouver, she describes East Hastings. Tell me if you want this anywhere near your neighborhood. In every direction, there were needles in arms and butane lighters, melting chunks of fentanyl, heroin, and meth. The stench of burning chemicals was unavoidable. For many residents and business owners only a block away, East Hastings means theft, Garbage, graffiti, and a near constant blare of sirens. And let's refer back to the headline. California should open these anyway. Yeah, see, the difference is what you've been talking about, San Francisco and and Skid Row, is not what this is. This is an actual clinic where they can treat overdoses, where you come in and you get care in case something goes wrong. What they do in San Francisco and Skid Row is just allow people to lie there in their own filth and drugs. But in in any case, all you get is people on drugs. Whether That's you, not going to change, right? Yeah, whether you're claiming you're helping them or not, whether they actually get helped or not, is irrelevant. It, it's your, you're enabling them to continue their addiction, and they're another, clay, they're another day closer to an early, awful death. And it's government-sanctioned death that, that, that they're, they're forcing us to watch. There's another person she cited in the article who is advocating prescription fentanyl. Wow. Because she's tired of seeing her patients trapped by sex work, stealing, incarceration, victimization, and other harm that comes from sometimes needing up to $100 a day to pay for dirty and illegal drugs. She's tired of seeing them die. (laughs) So can you imagine if the fentanyl is that easy to get now? Uh, The government will hand it out for free? So you you get less? I, you get less drug addicts dying in the street because they're on fentanyl. They end up in the street. They can't hold. They can't. They can't hold an apartment. They can't work. 
If you're whacked out on fentanyl all day, you're not working, which means you can't pay for an apartment, so you'll get evicted and you're homeless. What's wrong with everybody? You can't live on fentanyl. You die young. You end up homeless. How else do you... What, are the, what is the other option? All right, we got more coming up. I can't believe this stuff. <laughs> you know, and, they, and they talk about peddling disinformation. This is healthy. John and Ken show and uh, Santa Monica downtown and promenade being overrun with uh, crazy people, uh, psychos, homeless criminals. I, I got a text from a friend of mine. He was a dad at the school our kids went to, and he runs a store in Santa Monica. And he's been listening to the show for over 20 years. And he said, uh, he says, I can relate everything to what John Alley, the businessman we had on, is saying. And affected by it every day. My store is on Main Street and I face these drugged, violent criminals. The city calls them homeless. And even worse incidents almost daily. I'm seriously considering selling the store. Yeah, uh, not the only one if all those empty storefronts on the promenade are any indication. Right? Yeah, no, I've, was, I've, I've been in his store. And, uh, and on that, top of that, that, that rioting that occurred after the death of George Floyd sent some businessmen running. What, do, now, they, uh, do they worry? Do they at all concern what's going to be left? No. What's going to be left at the end of this? Just no. just gangs and, 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 and psycho drug addicts and criminals running amok? That's it? We'll be joined by candidate uh, Tracy Park after the news at 4 o'clock. She wants to replace Mike Bonin on the Los Angeles City Council. That's Council District Number 11. And John, uh, we put her on the voter guide because John says that's the pick. That'll come up after the news at 4 o'clock. You had asked, I think on Monday, the shooting in Laguna Woods at the Taiwanese church. Yeah. And I think you asked Todd Spitzer, in comparison, remember the Buffalo shooter apparently had a huge manifesto that uh, they've gotten a hold of to read his motivations, and he had been active on many uh, sites. Oh, every day more, more stuff comes out about all his postings. Yeah, we're going to get into that in the 4 o'clock hour, but there's an update on the uh, church shooter in Laguna Woods uh, pertaining to that question you asked. Apparently, he has mailed seven volumes of something called the Diary of an Independence-Destroying Angel to the Los Angeles offices of the World Journal. It's a Chinese-language newspaper. This just came out today. So he does have a manifesto. (laughs) Being that he's 68 years old, I don't know whether he typed it up or what he did, probably, but he, probably he put it in the U.S. Spaced. mail and sent it to a Chinese paper. <laughs> probably single-spaced on onion-skin typing paper. <laughs> it, it, I still like onion-skin typing paper. <laughs> the newspaper has sent the documents to law enforcement. They're not going to print the contents. In fact, uh, one of the people quoted in the story says we haven't actually read through all of it. Uh, a photo included with the World Journal article showed eight stacks of paper that appeared to be hand, oh handwritten in Chinese and secured with binder clips handwritten in Chinese and little binder clips on them yeah uh-huh. so he he hand wrote it in oh, Chinese this is old old school here <laughs> right uh, Maxwell Lin a West Covina based attorney for the newspaper the World Journal confirmed that they got the documents yesterday morning and it did list Chao's name as well as an address. From his hometown of Las Vegas, so it looks genuine. It it's fascinating. Like all these guys are the same guy in a way, and they're so secretive, right? Nobody around them knows what's going on, right? 
Oh, right. I didn't know. He seemed like a nice guy. Oh, he was very quiet. He said hi every day. He was smiling and friendly. They don't know. And then you find out, in some cases, they write thousands of pages. But yes. it's thousands of pages that nobody reads until after they go on their killing spree. While they're alive, nobody knows what's going on in their head. Well, because they're often loners. Yeah. The thing is, we got to really tear into the dark web because there are people that post all sorts of crap like that Buffalo shooter uh-huh. that that we got to start prying and seeing what people are up it, to. It's easy to it's easy to get in there. Oh, and by the way, you were right. He said he was radicalized on 4chan. Yeah. You had mentioned that the other day. Yeah. That was a good possibility. 4chan. The Buffalo 8chan. shooter said that's what got him turned on during the pandemic. To all of his racist beliefs. Yeah. And and so the thing is, you, you can't close those channels down. I, I don't even know what country their servers are based in. No. But there, there's people around the world, and they all feed off each other. And it's it's one insanity after the next. So that's why you have to, because more stuff came out about this guy's mental condition. And it's clear what has to be done. You have to go after the mental condition, because you're not going to get rid of all the bizarre ideologies on the Internet. That's impossible. Nor are you going to get rid of all the weapons. That's impossible. All right. Coming up next, uh, she's a lawyer. Oh, John, she's a lawyer. Anyway, mm-hmm. a Venice resident, Tracy Park, will join us. Uh, she is running for Mike Bonin's seat, Los Angeles City Council District 11 race. And she's on our voter guide. So we'll get into uh, what she has to say about the issues coming up. John and Ken show and uh, Deborah Mark still on vacation. Mark Ronner has the news. KFI AM 640. Hey, Ken, did you know that gold is the only currency that's held its value since the dawn of money? Well, I did. Thanks to our friends at Legacy Precious Metals, the most trusted name in gold investing. Investing in gold protects you against inflation and gives you a hedge against stock market volatility. Don't leave your retirement to chance. Call Legacy Precious Metals today at 866-691-2173. Or download your free investor's guide now at buylegacygold.com. That's buylegacygold.com. This week at Safeway, enjoy big savings with the BOGO sale, where select items throughout the store are buy one, get one free. With this week's BOGO sale, get select meats like Signature Farms 90% lean ground beef or boneless, skinless chicken breasts or thighs, buy one, get one free. Plus, select fresh produce items like one-pound containers of sweet strawberries or containers of blueberries or buy one, get one free. Safeway, come in and explore and see what other deals you can find. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. 
Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.